welcome back to Cool Games Inc. It's a video game design podcast from Polygon.com. I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm Nick Robinson. Sorry about all the egg stuff in the last episode. I was not <laughs> lucid. Is this and this I, might be the first episode of 2017 where both of us are like fully fully health, healthful? Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I uh, I went back and listened, and I was like, boy, what the fuck? We were like talking about one thing, and then all of a sudden, I was talking about a game where you and a friend had to hold the egg between your ears, and mm-hmm. it's like, how did we get to that? It's Where a, did we get to that? Yeah, yeah. It's a, the I imagery was potent, I thought. It was potent imagery, and like, I don't even want to ask like how we did financially, because I think that might have been uh, um, stuck in development hell, maybe. Like, I don't know that that one's going to... That, that one might be Vaporware. I think that might be Vaporware, and possibly Vaporwave. Poss- it was definitely Vaporwave, dude. You know it. Very, like, cool Simpsons kind aesthetic. Kind of a fun grid. Yeah. Um, I wanted to start things off, Nick. Mm-hmm. By talking about a piece of media that has surfaced and sort of um, caught America and the the world at large well, up in its zeitgeist. I don't know if we should talk about media external to the podcast, right? I mean, it's... No, it's definitely... This, this show's inter- just about video games, and I don't want to it m- is, muddy it's the waters. Inter- it's Cool Games Inc. internal, I think. And and I just like I this 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 is breaking news essentially what we're doing right now is covering a breaking news story. It's developing right now. Um last night you published a video on the website twitter.com and youtube.com and I think I may mm-hmm. have also seen it on Facebook.biz. Yeah. I really blasted and it across every site. You really did a simultaneous media synergy blast. And this was a video that I I, I I, I I use the word perfect very sparingly when talking about like anything. Hmm. Um, but this was a perfect video in what it encapsulated. And it was um, a local news report about you as a young boy, a 15-year-old boy. That's 15 correct. 15 years, years old. Hmm. And you were the subject of this local news report. Mm-hmm. And the news report was about how you had purchased what could potentially be, and I loved how they sort of equivocated because they didn't what say could for sure, be. but what could be the world's biggest Cheeto. Mm-hmm. And this is now out there, and you can go watch it. It's uh, it, uh, maybe pause this and go listen to it so you can like really appreciate the full. Um, it's part of the Cool Games Inc. plot bible. If now. you go to YouTube and type in Cheeto Champ, that's probably the fastest way to find it. Because I kind of my my thinking was when I put it out on Twitter, I just wanted to. There was something in my head that, that I was like, this would be really cool if I just dropped this video and then like walk away, like don't answer any questions. It was on very it, it, very cool. So and and I I get that. I asked you some questions and I didn't I didn't see you respond. Yeah, I did not um, respond. So I was hoping maybe we could spend a little bit of time because like I, there's a lot of things. First of all. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe, I just can't, I'm, I'm in disbelief that this thing exists, this thing that I think perfectly encapsulates your being today, right. exists, it is, it is a decade old artifact that is like a, it's like a fucking like, it's the radioactive spider that that bit you and led to the Nick Robinson we know today. I, and I guess my first question is just like, how did the local news get, um, tipped off to the fact that this boy had a very big cheeto i so i think the way they got tipped off to it was the fact that there was an article in the local paper the news and observer holy um, fucking shit this took over chapel hill this it really story. was yeah this really took the triangle by storm for a, about a week there um and then i i think they found out about it through the the paper but you might have to how did the paper dad. find out about but it I, I don't really remember um it must have been something to do with the fact that like it's a small like the, the the it's not the biggest town in the world it's not the biggest community in the world um 
there's a lot of stuff in that video going back and watching it now that like didn't stand out to me at the time. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 I, it's so tough, man. It's like I really wanted to not talk too much about it, but I feel like it could be maybe as an exclusive to Cool Games Inc. listeners. I can they can reveal. I can peek behind the curtain a little. Um, if you look closely, I'm wearing a shirt with the Harvest Moon logo on it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and there's one shot in the in the video where you can see the back of my shirt and it's just a gigantic cartoon chicken from Harvest Moon like very ever so briefly. Um When did you become Nick Robbins? Cuz it feels like you're you've been standing in your truth for such a long time now. It's just like I the it's like if there was a video of me when I was 15 and I it was like local boy keeps putting Nintendo action figures in his mouth right. and it's like, "Oh, I see." That's how it. That's how it began. There's, in fairness, there's some good Griffin McElroy archival content out there. That's in the fair. World. That's fair. Uh, that um, I recommend. I, I, I don't want to force you into talking about this thing. Obviously, it's more entertaining if there's just a mystery about it. I, you know, but I it's can't, a real puzzle box. It's a real fucking. Who's yes. that guy who made Lost? J.J. Abrams. It's a J.J. Abrams sitch. I, in my opinion, in I my will IMO. say this, and I'll fucking riot if I don't get the answer to this one. Do you eat that big Cheeto Sunday? Nobody knows. It's that's not Nick. I want to know if you ate the big cheese. We're not taking a- questions about that today. I'm sorry. I will say this. I there was at one point a, a plan. What I wanted to do was I wanted to get the the Cheeto kind of encased in some sort of transparent plaster, and then uh, I see, I see, I see, and then like put it on in in a behind plastic in some sort of fancy trophy case. But okay, that, that quickly proved problematic because even moving the Cheeto like clumps of the yeah, you Cheeto lose dust matter. You because lose that thing material. was ninety eight percent dust, right? Yeah, like, clumps of the dust would would kind of come apart. Um, and then I, I think ultimately what what ulti- what ultimately cut me off was I was fucking fifteen, and a, to submit your thing for like review by the Guinness Book of World Records would co- cost in the ballpark of I think three hundred dollars, and these oh, are like two thousand five dollars, right? So, yeah, that's like four. That's like forty thousand dollars. Yeah, twenty seventeen currency. So it it will. I mean, that Cheeto was never formally confirmed to be the largest Cheeto on Earth, and I think that's. Well, how it'll I have believe. To stay. Damn it, I believe. Um. All right. Well, shit. It's just gonna keep me up at night. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna think about like I'll be asleep during one of my rare periods of uninterrupted sleep at like two thirty a.m. and I'm just gonna fucking like <laughs> sit awake, up yeah. with a start and be like, where is that fucking thing? Is it in somebody's tummy or? That's the fun thing about matter, too, right? Is that it's somewhere on this earth. It's, it is somewhere in this earth. All I'm right. gonna. I'm maybe if like some time down the line, like when I'm president and you're vice president, someone will do a full blown ET docu, like ET the Atari game documentary to try to hunt, okay. hunt it down, and maybe then we can talk about it. But all right, until that day, no. Um, let's get started doing our thing that we do here yeah, on sure. the show. Um, I I th- came up with a kind of a fun twist for this episode. Oh, good. Uh, I don't think as, as there are some great submissions this week, and I do think we'll we'll go down that that hole eventually. Is the is the twist that you and I simultaneously inject ourselves with some sort of virulent strain, so we continue to do this podcast in a sort of like feverish yes. dream state? I've de- I've developed a concoction that will keep us permanently sick for every future Cool Games Inc. episode, and it only lasts for about six days. So okay. when we when we put it in us. We'll get really sick for a while, but then, like, I think the like Thursday of every week, but the day before we usually record, we'll actually oh. get a full day of normalcy. And of, well, of, the the joke's on you. I have a child in daycare, so I have actually already developed that machine, the virus <laughs> machine. Yeah, it has. A, it's named Henry. It's named Henry, and he is the Andromeda strain. Um, 
Well, here's my idea for this week. Uh, so historically, we've taken our submissions from um, like people. Yes. By what are we doing? Are we, are we channeling ghosts or demons this time? Well, you're close. We're channeling the ghost in the machine here a little bit. Uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, you know, we got our, our. We're bringing back guests to Cool Games Inc. to get Scarlett <laughs> on board. Starting with Scarlett Johansson. Um, now this this there's a a person uh on the internet. I think their Tumblr name is Disexplications, but it's uh, someone named Kevin Yaroch who uh took a neural network um and plugged into it a list of every video game ever made. Okay. Uh, and, and then trained it to just generate games. Well, thanks for listening to the last episode of Cool Games Inc., folks. Because we've been made fucking irrelevant. We're just like the fucking rust belt, like all the jobs leaving yeah. there. And this is another one they, the machines took from us. Damn it. Exactly. We we are no longer needed in this equation uh, because these these games exist. And I'm going to send you... I think I'm just oh, going to send you... Yeah, like, just drop it in Skype. Some, here we go. Some of the lists here that we've got because some of these are fucking phenomenal. And Oh, uh, my God in heaven, Nick. Yeah. I'm. I wish that I. I wish that I came up with these. Like, uh, let's just get started. So wait, does it also generate the names of the platforms and yeah. the companies that? Oh my god! Right. Okay. Uh. <laughs> so right off the right off the bat, there's a game called Deep Golf. Yeah. You remember Deep Golf? It was created by Signy Computer Entertainment. <laughs> Like for Sony, MS-DOS yeah, for MS DOS, yeah. Um, so Deep Golf was that game where you were in the Marianas Trench. Oh wait, I'm literally describing 100 foot robot golf. Um, <laughs> so no, maybe it's just sort of an eldritch horror, horror golfing game. Deep, deep, like deep golf. Like you, right. maybe you have one of those little lights that hangs off your forehead, like one of those deep sea fishes do. Oh, and then you yeah, can, that's fine. You can kind of only see a few feet ahead of you. It makes the golf harder. See, I was thinking you hit your ball and you hit it really good and it goes in the hole and you go to like reach in to grab it, but you get kind of pulled into the golf hole sort of Space Jam style, but you go to Rilech and you're there with Cthulhu and his buddies. Right. And they, they and things get dark. Kind of a, a good... I, we, we play a lot with sort of unknowable uh, geometry and I think a, a golf game set in an environment like that could be really, really fun. Um, I am actually, I remember this one. I used to play it a lot when I was a kid. Uh, and it was, uh, Black Mario. Yeah. 1983. Who could forget? 1983. This was soft, soft sis. Interestingly, uh, only available on Linux and Unix platforms. Well, yeah, I think something strikes me. This maybe wasn't a, um, this maybe wasn't a licensed Nintendo product mm-hmm. as evidenced by the fact that it was released by SoftSys. It was a, um, well SoftSys was known primarily for their t-shirts of just knockoff Bart Simpsons. Right. Um, so and then they got into game development. What's what's uh, a lot of people give SoftSys a bunch of shit for uh, their game Black Mario, but this one did come out in 1983, which is a good what? 3 years before Super Mario Brothers as we know it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, don't jump to conclusions. Yeah, it's, soft, soft sis. Miyamoto think, maybe got his idea from somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, they say like he, he is always like, I got it from like gardening and I saw a, a weird bug. And it's like, no, you fucking ripped off soft sis. Now, okay. this this isn't quite a game because it never got released. It was more of like a really pivotal tech demo. Uh, there was a you remember Spork demo? Spork demo was really cool. Nobody quite knows who developed yeah. it because this uh, neural network said it's from question mark. Question mark, um, comma, question mark. And it was also from the year question mark. It was developed for the Commodore VIC-20. Yeah, um, so this was an attachment for the VIC. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people speculate that it was uh, Yonan Vasquez uh, who <laughs> developed this joint. Um, 
yeah, but it was really just like a high poly, very, very realistic, very vivid three dimensional, uh, Sort of, sort of spork, model. sort of spork that you could like rotate and look at from different angles. You could change Hell the yeah, texture. Dude. Check out the oh. tines. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked King of Death too. The search of the dog space. Yeah, no, that was recent. That was a uh, that was a that was collaboration between Capcom and Broderbund. <laughs> It's about damn time. Like it was Broder. It was no. That game was cool because after after Broderbund versus Capcom, I was like, when are they going to collaborate again? Uh, Broderbund made like the logical Isle of the Zambinis. Yeah, they were like uh, a lot of edutainment. A lot of I feel like Math Blaster might have been Beacon. Yeah, might have been their joint. Carmen Sandiego. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Um. So this one, I re- read it originally as the search for the dog space, but no. Um. The King of Death goes into just the dog's space and just searches it. Search what's of he, yeah. Searches. Of what's that he looking space. for? Probably a bone that got taken out of his skeletal body that the dog took. So, mm-hmm. um. And uh, obviously, Capcom made this one, so you know it's going to be good. You know it's going to be good, Griffin. There's three pages of these. Do we just like save the other two for like the next two weeks? This could be a fun segment. Yeah, let's not uh let's not hop hop let's not skip this good shit like Battle for the Art of the Coast. <laughs> By <laughs> this was Jalico uh made this one for the Game Boy Color in 97. Mm-hmm. Um and this one is just like I guess an art auction game. I'm pissed off cuz like Mutant Tycoon also for the Game Boy Color literally sounds like some shit that that we'd make. Yeah, it's actually a Konami game which that one may have actually snuck in here as a legit thing. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I mean, the thing is, if you train a neural network on 146,000 video games, inevitably, it's going to come up with some real ones, right? Like, Yeah. That's just um, how it pal, works. pal Defense was by author. And um, <laughs> I guess this is what just one where your buddy needs help. Yeah. And you take care of him. <laughs> sort of a tower defense, except... Shit, man. This is a good neural network. I don't like the one that makes the dogs look like monsters. Fuck that neural network. No way. Yeah. This is a this is one of the good ones. I mean, robots are like people, right? Like, you know, there's they're complicated. Some of them some of them will do things you like, some of them will do things you won't. The the this game was bad, but it was maybe the best title for a game ever, and that was Conquestress. Mm-hmm. That was Data East made that one in 81. And it was an arcade game, but it wasn't it wasn't so hot, but Conquestress. Hell of a title, right? Conquestress. Yeah. This is going to be like Prey. Like, they're going to reboot it, but it's not going to have any fucking thing to do with the original Conquestress. They're just right. like, we like the name. We wanted to make a new one. Works for me. Works I'm ready for, for I'm ready for a Conquestress reboot. Should we move on to our uh, Flesh listeners? Yeah. To, first of all, thank you to all of our, our non-Flesh listeners for these submissions. And now we kind of got to do a whole human half of the show still. Yeah. Um, what's, what jumped out at you this week? I'd love to hear what, uh, what, what you're loving. I mean, the top suggestion is hot as hell. It's from pro dog spotter. Uh, and it is this town ain't big enough for the two of us work together with your rival to construct new areas of the town so that you both can live there. However, you really don't want your rival side of town to be too nice work to create little inconveniences and troubles that only affect one side of town while also ensuring that your rival isn't doing the same to your own side. I'm kind of envisioning a competitive slash cooperative sim city yeah 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 which is an area that those games have traditionally never been really great at is like head-to-head 1v1 
multiplayer. Have they ever even att- have they ever attempted it? Like the closest thing I can think of is like that disastrous uh, SimCity reboot from like 2013 or whatever, where there was like that pseudo some like you would zoom out and there'd be other people's towns next to your towns. But oh, this is like yeah. a, this is a game that is all that. Like every game is a new instance, one v one, and I like that it has a little bit of that Legend of Zelda Four Swords like blurring the line between cooperative and competitive thing because that's a vibe that I really can get down with. The best all time competitive cooperative game ever and this this maybe this can help shape the sort of the general mechanical discussion about this one mm-hmm. was final fantasy crystal chronicles for the gamecube did you ever play that jam i did not it was one where you played it with the link cables like four swords adventures um and you plugged it into your game boy advance sp uh and you just like you played this game and it was like a sort of a, a top-down hack and slash game mm-hmm. uh and it had some final fantasy flavor to it like you could learn how to cast spells and use those and um, you fought, you know, the big Mar- Marlboro plant that barfed all the bad breath on you and all that stuff. Um, what was amazing about this game is while you're playing and like cooperating with your friends and there was this chalice that you had to carry around to keep everybody alive and do all this stuff on your Game Boy Advance SP screen, you had a secret objective. Um, and your secret objective could be something like take the most damage, or it could be something like pick up the most gold, or it could be... Um, anything, anything. So sometimes the objectives were like, do really good, but sometimes the objectives were do really bad. Mm. And so if you saw somebody fucking throw in it, you could just assume, oh, you're trying to do your objective and then you could try, like if you thought one of your friends got the objective, pick up the most gold, then you could like step in and try to grab all the gold before they get to it to keep them from completing their objective. And then uh, while you're playing, you collect these treasures and the treasures upgrade your stats. So there's like, a treasure that if you get it, your strength goes up, your HP goes up. Um, And the way that you claim those treasures is after you finish a level, the treasures are presented in a list. And then in order of how good you did your objective, you would get to have first dibs, right? So whoever completed their objective. Right. So like um, there would be like a rare treasure that would like increase your inventory space where maybe one of those would pop up every like three levels or something like that. And like that's the one, of course, everybody's going to rush for. And so when that one pops up, the person who did their objective the best is going to get first pick. They will probably grab it before you can get to it. Um, It's the best. Like it's the fucking best. That game was not amazing, but like that shit I am it's, obsessed with and i was so hopeful that like wii u was gonna do something I was just like about that to say how shitty is it that the wii u existed for five years and like it could have been the best system of all time for hidden information games like that and they just fucking i i i think i'm on record like on an episode of besties or something talking about like oh man like crystal chronicles it's gonna be great um so i like this idea of just like you you we're trying to build a nice town together but maybe you have secret objectives like Make sure all your waste goes into the other town. Like, make sure you get all the good water from their side of the town. Mm. Maybe, I could, or maybe like, it's just maybe it's neighboring cities, so we can have like a Pawnee Eagleton situation. We're like, yeah, we're neighbors, <laughs> but you really want to make sure to dump all your shit on their place. Yeah, I kind of like like for example, I could I could like have a oh we could we could have free trade between our towns, and we could on our face be really good friends. But I could like really subtly make it so every like every single store in my town the bathroom is like not public like there's it's for employees only bathrooms all the oh, way down so, so that they, when it's so, toilet time yeah toilet time everybody goes to griffin's town and wastes all your water saving us time and money and maybe i can build like a big fence around the new playground that you just built mm. and sort of annex it a little bit 
annex it as part of your town yeah it's my town now that's not really a subtle dig that's like you're just that's it you're (laughs) You're stealing territory from um well maybe it's like when you're not playing i move the boundaries just a little bit and see if you notice that you're gonna gerrymander my playground is that what you're saying (laughs) that's not entirely what gerrymandering is but yes definitely gerrymandering i think will also play a big a big role. Maybe I'll build like a cooler school. If you're like, oh boy, we have this new biomedical institute we're really excited about. I'm like, oh, what's this? I just opened biomedical institute too. We right. got nano machines. Griffin's Better got a target. We've got a super target. We got a super target. A double target. We have two targets right next to each other, and they have that fucking thing where it's you can put your shopping cart on it, and then it goes up a little shopping cart specific oh, escalator. God. We have one of those floor. in San Francisco, and every time I'm near it, I'm like, I live in the fucking future. I know we have one in Chicago when I lived in Chicago, but I don't know if we have one here in Austin. Mm-hmm. All one-story targets here, bud, because it gets too hot up on the second Texas floors. I like sense. this idea a lot. Maybe we come back to it? Yeah, let's put it. Put a pin in that. Ooh, yucky. Here's one from Emo Glasses who says, Flesh and Bone, a game where your skeleton actually can jump out of your body. Your freed skeleton and the roly-poly flesh mass it leaves behind are the two entities you can control, and you must swap between and recombine them to complete levels in this puzzle platformer with stealth elements. Uh, so, like... I think what I like about this is that it's almost imagine like the the Portal Two co op mode, but you're controlling both players. That's fun. I mean, we could also go full Lost Vikings with it, and you can be you can jump into three parts: epidermis, mm-hmm. right? Epid, epidermis, bones, and then, and then bones the and the muscle. Oh. And the muscle can muscle when muscle splits off, it can go really fast. Now, what I like about this is like the obvious first puzzle in the game is like the character walks up. Uh, and and there's like a clear next room that he can't get to, and there's one skeleton shaped hole, yes. and then one like, and the the hole next to it is just sort of a small vent, and that's when you realize that if you pull the analog sticks apart, remember that game Brothers? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're making like Reverse Brothers, where the f- first flesh moment brothers. in the game, Flesh Brothers, yeah. where you the first uh, like moment in the game is you realize if you push the analog sticks in opposite directions, your skeleton and your skin go in two different directions, and then you can walk through it. Um, I mean, I also like the idea of just like you stand in front of a big gap, and so you jump, and you launch out of your skin to get an extra jump, and then you launch out of your muscles your oh, bones launch out of your muscles like to clear jump. to get a third jump yeah. and then your bones land on the other side or like let's say that there's a you get to a puzzle where there's like sort of a clear lever in the ground but there's no there's nothing to grab onto uh you break out the muscles and then you use the muscles to punch the skeleton version of you which breaks the skeleton apart and then the muscles can grab like an arm or a leg and stick it in the lever and pull it so it's almost like an adventure game in addition yes. to a puzzle game did um, Never I've, Dead ever come out? It never did. Dead. Yeah, it, it came yeah. out. It didn't. It didn't. It was not warmly received. Mm-mm. That's too bad. Um, I like this idea a lot. Like, I, I think that you, it's horrible at the same time, though. To see it, to envision it. So you're. I mean, the the my thinking was that we would go cartoony with it, but Mm-mm. no, no, no. Because I think very, we get. I think real. we could get that fucking Broderbund edutainment money out of it and be like this is how this is how it is there was a science museum in huntington that when i where i grew up and um there was like a inside out boy situation there where um what was it mr goodbody i think was his name this may have been like a a nationwide character i remember the bodies like exhibit we had had a franchise no that wasn't the fucking bodies exhibit it was it wasn't like actual you know 
people's skeletons or whatever it was like a it was like a silly person in like a suit where you could see their guts and stuff inside mm. um and so i think you can get some of that edge edu- edutainment where like you jump out of your skin and you're a big muscle boy and it's like this is my trapezium and it's like money in the fucking bank dude right that is actually money. something tells me that like government grants for edutainment games will not be flying so free right now <laughs> perhaps not probably um, not but I love this idea, too. So far, we're batting a 1,000. I want to put a pin in flesh and bone as well. Damn, all right. Just bangers all the way top to bottom. Well, actually, no, week. I'm looking at some of these, and I take that back. Nah, got em. Uh How about this one from uh, O'Karen? O'Karen, or Okaren, who says, Dangan Ron Paul. You have to solve mm. murders in a high school while also not letting increasingly suspicious students realize that you are a Republican politician, Ron Paul. I guess what I like about this idea is the idea... What do you of, like about this idea? What I like about this idea is the idea of, like, Congress being a, a Danganronpa class trial. Yes. You know what I mean? With, like... Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know what you mean. You know, like, it's Congress, but, like, people are... are it, everyone's standing in a big, big circle... I'm pretty sure Congress is not that, right? I don't know much, but I don't think they stand in Why? a big there's circle. Like, there's like 120 of them, and they all stand in a big circle. Mm-hmm. And fire and they... truth bullets at each other. How many Danganronpa episodes are we going to do, by the way? Cause this... <laughs> oh, have we done a lot? I think we did a truth bullet thing like two weeks ago. Um, but I do... Dang. Yeah, I don't know. Danganronpa is powerful. Um, Wow, I'm lear- sorry. I'm just learning that Ron Paul is five foot eleven, and I'm kind of freaked out. Whoa, that's a big boy, he's bigger than I thought. Long, you see an you see an older man like that, and you think like what five eight five six? Yeah, he's five foot eleven now at age eighty one, which means he was probably six foot something in in prime Paul years. Hot damn! Have I told the story about how I accidentally blinded Ron Paul once? No, <laughs> absolutely not. Because if you did, that's not the type of thing where I'm like, yeah, I think I heard this story. Like, no, definitely didn't. I was hear covering it. the I was covering the 2008 presidential election for MTV. They did this. Um, also, like, a kind of a crazy sentence, but keep. I going. guess so. Yeah, they did this like public service thing where they hired a uh, uh, like college student age person from every state to cover the election from their state in 2008 and i got chosen for west virginia and so it was cool like um i had to like submit these weekly videos covering the race and um so like i went to the west virginia democratic convention and the west virginia republican convention and i got to see a bunch of people speak um and not a lot of folks rolled up to the West Virginia Republican convention. Cause I think if memory serves, I think like Huckabee like had it in the bag or whatever. Okay. Um, but Ron Paul did show up and did his thing there. And there were a lot of like college students who were like just psyched about the relevution. Anyway, dude walked off the stage and I was sitting on the aisle that like he walked out of. And I was like, Oh, let me get a good picture of him as he goes out. And so I had like the fucking Canon. I know what you're talking snapshot, about. Snapshot 8,600 or whatever. And like, as as the dude was like, no joke, as close to me as I am from my microphone right now, <laughs> I blasted him with my with my gamma rays from this snapshot and like lit I could see the like I could see him like rear back a little bit from the very, very close proximity flash I did right in his fucking <laughs> eyes. And it was like, um man, it looked like a it it, it looked like a I don't know, a picture that a, one teen might take of another teen in a horror was movie right say, before what, the like ghost the got them. The resulting photo of that is something and I'd the love like to see. red eye raccoon situation that I mm-hmm. got on then presidential candidate Ron Paul was like 
It was a lot. He looked very much like a daemon. I wonder um, if he like. I feel like when he blinks, he can still kind of see the remnants of the of the rect- floating rectangle of the flash when Griffin blinded him. Yeah, um, yeah. And then he didn't. He didn't win, and so that oh, may have been interesting. My, may have been because of me. Um, <laughs> there was a lot. We got a lot at, more out of that Ron Paul. We really, yeah. I we got we about would. ten minutes of Paul Paul stuff this week. Now, Badger Territory says basketball, but with arm swords. That's a short. That's a short game. You think? Pa- pass me the ball. I've cut it. Well, and- like like any game, you know, the design isn't isn't going to be perfect the minute you come up with it. We might have to polish it up. Okay, okay, okay. So, so is the ball made of metal or whatever? We could make it made of metal. We could maybe put make it so parts of it are made of metal. So there's like a precision slashing element. Um, cause it would be fun to have a, a sports game where like when I'm on offense, I'm trying to slap it with the broadside of my sword to get it in the hoop. But when you're on defense, you're trying to maybe stab at it and pop the ball and cause a new ball to kind of spawn. Right. That can be fun. And going to be different, like Bushido play different styles of swords. So you can have a katana that's good for mm-hmm. like slashing the ball, but you could have like a epe that you could use to like stab, stab the ball. And then that would catch the ball also. Yeah. I do want it to have like multiple techniques, almost like. Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 multiplayer where like, you know, there were there's like role playing servers where people would like bow to each other and then engage in like a full on yes, lightsaber fight. Yeah. I want some of that action. Um, Boy, I wish I was playing that game at that time because, you know, it would have been like time to bow and then they would bow and I would throw my fucking sword down their oh, throat. Got you. Do, that's cheating. You're a dark Jedi or whatever. Hell Sith. yeah, I am. The Sith, the Sith, Sith guy. Darth Griffin is my that would have been my username. Oh, um, how about this one from Fletcherville who says Rob Boss, a heist game starring Bob Ross, steal history's greatest masterpieces, avoiding detection by using your magical powers to paint objects, pathways into existence. I'll just obscure this guard's line of sight with a happy little tree. I do like that because it kind of combines the the reality of Bob Ross with sort of a Persona 5 heist thing. And then on top yes. of that adds a layer of a wily e. Coyote fucking like someone painting a, a a cliff face to look like a tunnel you know what yeah. i mean that I mean, it's also sort of a herald in the purple crayon situation which i feel like they actually made a a platformer out of not was a game was long- there a game called like max yeah max on like his- xbox one or something like yeah, that. yeah it was like free at one point i did not play it um i like this because maybe you could jump into the paintings also and have mm. fun like it, there's not a lot of good painting jumping into games out there other than super mario 64 but that doesn't really count but i want to jump into the real life paintings like just spend some time in starry night um you know kind of walking like around fucking, in there yeah pop into the cafe and night night hawks i think is what it's called and just like fucking chill and see if like the, like the pie service is again. great in that cafe no, there's just like the one person. Yeah, just and they're all just they're sitting there. Um, Max Curse of the Brotherhood is the game that I didn't play that I was thinking of. He has it's a, a magic hell of marker. a name for the Magic Marker game. Yeah, video game names fucking suck unless you combine all 148,000 of them into a and machine. then they turn really good, and that's how you get Conquestress. Yeah. I feel like we've done this one before, but Carp Magic Carp says the Truman game, an MMO, except you make one player believe it's a single player game. The other players have to convincingly pass as enemies or NPCs. Oh, I don't think we've done exactly this. I know we. this is definitely inside the ballpark you and I like to play in, though. Um, this is this is my favorite park. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like this so much. The, the real question is what sort of like Willy Wonka-esque real world contest 
do we have to do to pull the wool over this one person's eyes to be yeah. like, here's a single player game and you're the only one that gets to play it. Was that fucking reality show where like everyone was an actor except the one dude on it? Oh, so shit. It was called like... Um, but I know what you're talking about. I think... Like, here's the thing. I think this would also last maybe... 45 minutes and that's being very generous the person hops in and like that woman in the truman show that is like truman it's all tv how does it all end i think we would get that except it would just be like 45 minutes is even that's wild no like 18 seconds where it's like all right time to play this new game and like somebody runs at you and it was like what's up cuck it's all fake and that's it like done is there a way because I think this sounds really hard to make when you put it like that. Like there, the the potential for somebody to get in touch with this player and destroy everything we built is so high. I'm actually now more interested in a game that actually is single player, but we have an AI <laughs> character run up to like one in every a thousand players and be like, everyone in this game is like an actual person. It's all Holy fake. This is secretly shit. an MMO. And then we kind of plant that um, almost like a. You know how everyone in the dot hack game had like yeah, fake screen names. Dot hack, yeah, <laughs> some of that action. Um, like, I bought dot hack because I was a huge fan of. Uh, this is true because uh, I was a huge, huge fan of Fantasy Star Online. Which boy, still wait on two there, Sega. Maybe bring it over when you get a chance. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Sega. Maybe bring that one the fuck over here because like it. It was basically like pre Destiny, and it was the that Destiny's like the biggest fucking game ever. So maybe you dumb dumb nah, company. You could bring them. They're, they're like, no thanks. Fucking come on. I mean, it's only, um, it's only been uh, five years since it came un, out in Japan. Unimaginable. Um, but anyway, I loved Fantasy Star Online. And so I thought Dot Hack was an online Uh-oh. gaming experience. And so I bought it for the PlayStation 2. And I was like, boy, this tutorial is really long. But no, it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, when do I really get online? When do I get to, where do I plug it? The Ethernet's not plugged in. I'm confused in this. I'm, my, my dad's making a telephone call on our 56K dial-up. I don't understand how I haven't been booted from the client. Yeah, how am I hooked up right now? How am I connected? How am I hooked up? My dad's on the phone right now with the dentist. Um, should we, maybe we should speed round it and then maybe return to one of the games that we have a good, good pin in? Sure. Uh, let's just fucking, let's just go, let's go rapid fire. Um, okay, here's, um... Uh, here's one, uh, and it's uh, Dank Dragon, and um, that's it, just Dank Dragon. That's this, that, that's not the name of the submitter, that's the name of the game? That's the name of the game. Okay, because knowing our listeners, I think it was a 50-50 shot of it going either way. Um, uh, now, is this a dragon who... Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. Here's here, Let me do this one instead. This one is Ball Arm. So, this is one where I guess maybe you're a athlete but your arm is just made up of a bit different a bunch of different balls and you have to like catch and throw actual arms these these are from the neural network i'm oh, sorry dang it dang it you got me there's one on this list that's just christ <laughs> who made christ who developed that sega <laughs> Sega made Christ in 2008 for arcades. Oh, it was an arcade game. <laughs> yeah, Sega makes great arcade games, you know. Um, D- the Deep Sea Hunter mm-hmm. one Big is really Bass, good. Big Bass, Big Big Bass, Bass is really good. And then Christ. Christ, obviously, was really, really was a popular. really good one. Um, 
Foghorn Leghorn 420 says, base a whole game off of one of the irrational fears you had as a child, which won't work because for me, my irrational fear as a child was the zombies in the original Resident Evil for PlayStation 1. And they already made that game. It was called Resident Evil for right. PlayStation well, so 1. Also, my irrational fear as a child was like any underwater part in a video game. So like Super Mario 64 had a few moments that really skeeved me out completely. Yeah. Um, so maybe there's some some territory we could play with there. How come in those games, like in Sonic and in fucking Mario, it's like a fun game where like if a Goomba touches you wrong, Mario's like, oh no, I got to hurt by the Goomba, and he spins around and falls over. But if you drown in one of those games, yeah. you have to watch the life slowly evacuate the human form of yeah. of the care or hedgehog form of the character you were playing as. <laughs> this is universal too. Like you play fucking you know, Crash Bandicoot or whatever, and it's like, uh-oh, he touched the spiky thing, and he sort of jumped up in the air and fell down. But if you drown, it's just like... They just oh, simulate oh, it. No, God! Like, why does dies. every game become the Tomb Raider reboot when it comes to drowning, where it's just weirdly hyper-detailed for no reason? It's I, like fucking attacking the power of Juju. I'm having a good friend my time with my friend Jack. Jack, Jack and he, was it Jack or Dak? What was his name? Dak. Tack. Dax and Daxter and Jackster. I can't believe they made a game called Jack and Daxter and then they made a game called Tack and Taxter. <laughs> but Tack drowns and he's like, oh, God, my family. <laughs> I can feel it burn my the, my Tack lungs. His cute lungs. His My cute, cute lungs. Why is this the only real death? <sighs> um... Sonic the Hedgehog, a hedge fund manager, as long as we're talking about Sonic, this is a suggestion from Greetings Fellow Human. Mm, that doesn't sound like a fun game to me. Well, and it would just be like, he probably wouldn't be very sound with his advice. Right. He'd be a little be, reckless. He would be like, spend all your money real fast. No, I don't. On chili dogs. I don't. He's not I bullish or bearish. He's hedgehog. He's hedgehogish. Well, that's not very good. No, not the best joke, but they can't all be good. Oh, man. You know what I'm going to do? Hmm. I'm going to randomize the submissions here. Oh, that I'll do that too. That'll be fine. And we'll just see uh we'll just see what we'll just see what pops up. Chris Chenang says reboot the Super Monkey Ball franchise to incorporate a lot of violence to keep up with my maturing needs. Uh All right, that's maybe God, not good. You want to talk about a game with a fucked up drowning component, Monkey Target? <laughs> I was ultra <laughs> fucked because you would throw this monkey off of like a, a ramp and then like fly it over the water. And if you miss, if it's like too windy or whatever and you can't land on the platform, the monkey lands in the water, can't swim because it's got this giant plastic like unopened or or I guess open sphere attached to its back. It just kind of struggles in the water. And the only interaction that you can have with the game once your monkey lands in the water is you can press A to close the ball back around it again, causing it to simultaneously suffocate and drown. I don't know why that's how oh that mechanic God. works. Oh my God. Ugh. You have a death button for the monkeys well, that you the, have to press. The monkey—it's more of a like a because the monkey's about to drown anyway, so you can also contain it. It's fucked up, uh, Chibi Robo. But instead of cleaning a suburban house, you're investigating a crime scene. Um, <laughs> um, what can you do though? You're just like a little plug boy. I think that it's traditional Chibi Robo cleaning up gameplay, but like. There is a through line. There's a narrative. It's like there's a whole Phoenix Wright case playing out in the background, but you're just this tiny little man. Um, it's sort of a sort of a passive storytelling component to that. Um, okay, that could be good. Chris Chenang says, "Knife to a gunfight, a FPS where all the AI are all equipped with guns, and the only weapons you can pick up and use are knives." Um, that sounds like super hot. Oh, I get. Well, 
Yeah, oh shit. There is if you play super hot in katana mode, that is I guess exactly this the hottest game. shit ever. It's yeah. So fucking fun. Huh. Rapid fire, rapid fire, rapid fire. What do we got? Jurassic Park, but the dinosaurs are minions. <laughs> I can't get started talking about minions again. I understand. Procedurally generated constitution. Um, wasn't it already? Really? Think hey, about it. Well, Getting we'll really fucking that. political on Finally, this one. Finally, Griffin but just goes like... after the founders. Um, a game about the, sur- this is from Constable Jones, a game about the Surgeon General. Not what they actually do, but what they would do if the job was as rad as the title. Oh. So it's just, yeah, it's just like, hey, you other surgeons, get out there and. Get on the battlefield. They get on the battlefield and start carving them out. Or you are, hmm. I love the s- idea of like a Surgeon General against another Surgeon General on a battlefield. No guns, just medical tools and there's at the middle of the battlefield there's just hundreds of patients and both sides charge at the center and try to heal as many patients as possible and the winner of the fight is whoever did the best surgeon surgery yeah uh constable jones is in and i'm gonna do two more constable jones in a row a game where mario finally gets tired of saving the mushroom kingdom and decides it's all about the coins that is new super mario brothers 2 what you have just described Mm. constable jones also said though burnout takedown of the colossus Oh, man. Okay, so uh, the Burnout 3 Takedown, the best feeling driving game of all time. Of all time. Uh, had you play, that, you pl- that, that great mechanic of sideswiping into a vehicle right, and then the exactly. camera cuts to them. How does that translate to Colossi? So this is a new Shadow of the Colossus game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it takes place in an, a big open driving world. Um, but it's not fucking Burnout Paradise. It still feels good, like Burnout Three Takedown. Fucking come at me! I, I Don't like, at, Paradise it, grew on me, but it was okay. But nothing. But Burnout Three Takedown is the best video game. Like it's ever the made. best Sorry. fucking racing game ever. Um, so you're in this big open world, right? But there's monster, not monster trucks, because that's bullshit. I think there's as much variety as there were in Burnout or in fucking Shadow of the Colossus, where there's just like a really big fire truck. And so you have to figure out how to like ram into it in the right way. And maybe it's multiplayer. Like maybe you and your buddies have to form like a racing crew that like tracks down this big fucking fire truck and then like crashes into the right parts of it in like in in synchronicity to like pop the tires and get it low down. And then maybe there's like a fucking somebody plays as a ramp truck, like a one like a car loader, and then somebody else can drive up the back of that one to like land on top of the fire truck and like heavyweights like crush huh. it from above and like and hit its weak point and shit to be clear you you said this is a sequel like like fumito ueda yes is not super usually into doing a ton of sequels for his games he's gonna if we pitch him on this correctly you'll be like you know what it is time for a sequel to it is time for shadow of the colossus 2 and and but we're gonna do it different this time. Think of it. Think of it. Just help me think of the Colossus because I think this is badass. Like a fucking fire truck that can blast you with its hose. The thing about Shadow of the Colossus that rules is each one of the Colossi had was so unique. There was like the turtle one that you had to like fight on the beach, and then there was the really fast kind of little one that you had to like trick into running off the cliff, and then there was the um, just the big final one that shot the fucking lasers at you. And so like I think these would be cars with different utilities. So sure. there'd be a big so like fire an truck, eighteen wheeler. Like yeah, like a black or an eighteen wheeler would be good. That might be one of the first ones that you have to fight. Maybe there is one that's like a, a, a one of those big car holders, and you have to like drive up onto it 
and like wreck shit while you're inside of it. Um, and maybe there's the fire truck that can blast you with the hose. Maybe there is um, um, a b- airplane. That one's going to be tough to that get will at. Be like, hard. You're going to need that like one of your buddies to sort of be a truck with a ramp on it. A then, big ramp. A big, big ramp and then line it up just right with this sort of low flying fighter jet. And then imagine though when you guys finally take out that that boss battle together how good that's gonna feel for you maybe one of them is like just a little motorcycle that just goes really fucking fast so it's Mm. that one's all about like off-roading it to like get in front of it and laying down a perimeter that you can use to like catch it i do like that now what is one of them could just be a fucking train dude and we could have a fucking train battle oh this is so good this is hot as hell actually we're on some shit fuck it all right fuck like the shadow of the colossus we'll take that out this is just about this is a shadow of the colossus inspired game Mm because now we can actually make it right and it's all about these big boss vehicles and it could take place in the cars universe no it won't fuck the cars (laughs) universe we don't Um, need to we don't need to tie ourselves to someone else's ip if we nail the the game feel here griffin yeah fucking people are going to come running to just get that sweet that burnout three reimagined for 2017 like flavor so you can go around and you can explore this world and find like upgrades for your car, or whatever. But really, the big crux of it is there are these thirteen Uber Uber vehicles, including one of them is literally an is Uber an vehicle, Uber driver, yeah. Um, that you have to take down, like the fast motorcycle and the fire truck, and maybe one of them is a boat that you have to like. There is no boat you can drive in, so you have to ramp. You have to like lure it in close to the beach and then like ramp off something to like burnout three crash into it because i think that's the main that's like the combat mechanic is after touch like steering yourself into the cars and like wasting yourself to fuck them up too i man okay so i'm just trying to think of like what else there could be a tank would be a really fun one to try to figure out yeah because that one you have to like dodge their incoming fire and like um yeah that one would be really really tough warthog from halo could be in there too well, like just we like could, literally a rip of it. Yeah. Well, I'm saying we could do a fun kind of Soul Calibur three like version exclusive thing where like it's the Warthog for the Xbox version on the Switch version. It's Mario with the Flood from Super Mario Sunshine. So you got to run him over. And then on PlayStation, uh, I don't know what Twisted Metal probably. Twisted Metal. I don't even know. what. I'd have to get all three versions. Shit. That's really good. Um, I'm I'm just trying to think of other big vehicles because I feel like there's just, there's just like a there's just like a lot. Yeah. So um, size is an important factor for you. Just like a I think a big size would be an colossal. important. Yeah, and I think there would be one boss fight that's just like um a parking garage, like a sentient parking garage oh, that God. you have to like get into, steer around, go up its ramps, dodge all the obstacles, destroy kind of the pillars top. holding it up, destroying inside. the pillars holding it up, and then you have to like ramp off the top of it as those pillars like collapse, that's, and you like leap to fucking freedom. God, that sounds sick. Now, I, I, here's the thing: uh, the original, the Shadow of the Colossus was kind of an open world game, but the Burnout that we know and love was like very level based, like quick i think i think this would work best as an open world game i think that would be the only variation an open world game that like just feels and controls like burnout three takedown yeah god this is this is hot i think i like this the best it's i mean it's my favorite idea this week i did we at one point do a game that was just called burnout but with horses maybe but But this is this is different this This is is not yeah um let's let's strip we man, we do a lot of driving games, huh? You I, I know have we get like knocked a, for like a doing a passion. lot of cooking games. You know what it is? It's that 
nobody uh, it feels like no one is making an, like any arcade racing games anymore like, and the ones that people like get really horned up about like i just can't i don't, I don't really get Project into cars i don't want to play fucking well everybody was extolling the virtues of forza horizon 3 and like i played it and i was like yeah this is cool but no i think i just want to play burnout 3 takedown is the <laughs> only too. yeah fuck someone's um, got to fill that someone's got to fill that hole can it be also can there be a mode where you play as the titans i was wondering that when you because when you talked about the fire truck i my mind immediately went to the saints row 2 mini game where you squirt the poop out of the poop truck at everybody oh my god it was very that game was crass i don't know if you very know. crass and distasteful that volition made that volition made that yeah it was a different time it was the the mid aughts you know when we were all Talking about poop, like doing poop it was a, pose jokes. It was like prime South Park humor era. Like, I love that about, random shit, though. I know you love that random shit. Uh, just keep that in mind. But so, I mean, yeah, we could do an asymmetrical thing. Um, no, I didn't. That shit never works. Nobody's into that shit. I, maybe it's like a fun bonus mode or whatever. But yeah, like, like, this cannot be the thing, main. But we don't want to get. We don't want to evolve. We don't want to end up like evolve. Yeah, because it was just like, I don't know what happened. That, that game is such an interesting case study because it's like, um, boy, it was it's a fun idea, but it just seems like a lot of work. That was my, like, every time I played Evolve, it's like, you're the monster. It's like, oh, this just seems like a lot of. You've given me a job. This seems like a lot of work. Go hunt down the other four people, but don't get killed. Oh, that seems stressful and maybe like a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, what is this? What is this game called? That's uh, that's the question, isn't it? Like. Do we ev- do we want to evoke Shadow of the Colossus in our title? Oh man, silhouette of the big one. Yep, <laughs> silhouette <laughs> of the big one. Colon takedown. <laughs> takedown. Well, silhouette of the big one. Takedown. <laughs> silhouette of the big one. Colon takedown. takedown. Do we? It's not often that we nail it in one, but it like <laughs> really feels like silhouette of the big one takedown is i'm glad because we don't want to do two with burnout in the title i'm kind of psyched to get get out of that way by the way if you search google for burnout with horses uh the first three results are us the fourth result is holistichorse.com's article are you and your horse reaching burnout definitely man um yeah we've been hitting it so hard training for the preakness i and, thought it just um, meant like romantically like is your relationship like oh i see i see burning it. out um all right so silhouette of the silhouette of the what's wrong griffin what does this mean what happened many horses suffer from burnout when they have musculoskeletal tame in particular water wood and fire horses tend to bulk when in this kind of pain metal horses will work with pain but tend to get burned out later what is all that what it what hey nick wood water fire and metal horses is is there a lot more going on with the what the e- equestrian fuck? owning and training world then like, everything changed when the fire horses attacked i feel like <laughs> that was an avatar joke right yeah i think so i i didn't watch much of avatar me neither <laughs> silhouette of the big one colon takedown is our game this week and we've had a lot of fun i wanted this one i don't know that this is our best one or our most original one and i also am kind of bummed that we had to uh, abandon the two mayors um, game because yeah. um, I was really excited about that one too but um, this one's like I think maybe I think we're going to keep coming back to Burnout 3 Takedown as a game topic until a we touchstone. 
until we get like a is it backwards compatible can i go play that one now no, on my it's well the problem griffin is that that's an original xbox game oh, so it's backwards it, right. compatible on your 360 but that's not hooked up anymore <clears throat> and it hasn't been for a couple of years now yeah that's the problem um god damn what a hell of a game shit all right well i, um, I think i think this game <clears throat> just to kind of help you how i'm justifying the fact that this game is just two video games that exist already smushed together it's not um, there's a lot more to it a lot more to it than that what what i think is makes that okay is like the, recently they they made um what's what's that fucking game dark siders yes backwards compatible on the xbox one um and that game was just like literally taking mechanics from other games whole hog and throwing them in a big pile so it's just like zelda god of war portal like <laughs> mushed together i think that's we it's okay for cool games inc to have one game where we just wear our influences on our sleeves and say hey look we want this to exist so here you go have it enjoy it yeah i mean it's maybe a little bit lazy but our backup idea was sim city but there's two of you so <laughs> hey step off um i think that's gonna do it for this episode of cool games inc thank you all very much for listening and um if you could tell a friend about the podcast that would be pretty cool mm-hmm. um nick do you want to tell everybody about the good animations uh yeah well this season there's a lot of good stuff my hero academia t- uh sort of season two is great there's like a sports festival arc that it seems like they're going to explore uh there's a rumor that it's going to be oh you mean the cool games inc animation yeah yeah no that too yeah on youtube.com slash polygon we've got a full playlist of animations uh most of which are created by polygons resident editor and animator clayton ashley that are just fucking incredible um some really really special ones in there uh what was the one this week it was um the i know what's coming up next week we're doing the uncle buck one that comes oh, out on Monday. Uncle fucking buck god i'm i'll get really angry about that in real life again thinking about it um and then uh we've got oh, oh there was the switch launch day episode that oh, he animated shit, that was that was yeah that was great how thoughtless you were mm-hmm. um yeah so we have all those on our youtube channel and a bunch of other really fun stuff yeah um that i bet you'll like so go to our, our youtube.com slash polygon and watch it and i think that's it i think that's it Thank you all for listening. Until next time, I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm Nick Robinson. No problem. Fine.